SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. All right, uh, seems like we're having happy fingers. <laughs> Good afternoon once again, and thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And we begin our conversation right now, uh, talking about, uh, in our relationship corner, talking about adoption, and Palisa Khatebe, who's an educational psychologist in private practice, is joining us. Good afternoon, Palisa, and uh, welcome. Good afternoon, Chriselda. Thank you so much for having me. What are some of the reasons that lead people to actually choosing to adopt? I think often what I've come across is that they vary. And the most Mm -hmm. common reason is that people are infertile. So they are unable to conceive their own children. Mm -hmm. Or um, there are even instances where adoptions take place within the family. So maybe a particular family member is unable to take care of the child themselves. So then either the aunt or the uncle, maybe even a sibling, then makes the decision to take on the responsibility of the child. But um, those are commonly the most um, often seen reasons within practice and what I've come across. And how easy is it uh, to adopt, uh, whether it's a a same-sex couple um, or or perhaps uh, a a couple or or an individual who just chooses, I don't want to give birth, um, Mm -hmm. but I do want to raise a child. And I Mm -hmm. hope that's an option as well. No, absolutely. Um, The easiness... um, is, it really does, it varies quite a bit. We've got to remember that when it comes to the adoption process, there mm. are legal processes that are involved. Mm. It's not just the decision of, okay, so I feel like I am competent and I have the ability and the finances. But um, various aspects in that come together and that's where the decision process then first of all begins. So mm. in terms of finances, are you able to afford a child but secondly there are those psychological processes as well and um, within various um, adoption agencies you have to go through a psychological process so are you cognitively emotionally able and mm. ready to take care of this child so easiness um it's as easy as making the decision yes but the yeah. process can take at times years it just takes so, a lot of patience i think and and psychologically how do you then mm-hmm. prepare yourself for the journey ahead um because you know you might be driven by i just want to make a difference only to find mm-hmm. that you are going to be scrutinized some mm-hmm. of the things you tweeted in the past come back to haunt you mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. psychologically it's always about think about the ramifications of a child in your life so mm. Where are you as an individual? How mature do you feel as do you feel you are? A child comes with, with a lot of, of their own baggages. And what I mean by baggage is personality type, their needs mm. and their demands. So it would be a matter of you sitting down with yourself, if you're going to be doing it alone, or with your partner and discussing realistically what does it mean to bring a child into our lives. Mm. In addition, what are the changes that we can expect? And then, um, in, and then from there, sit down and do the pros and cons. Because as you put something down on paper and you actually physically see it, then you're able to draw up, for lack of a better term, a plan of sorts. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of allow you more to make sense of, is this a good idea? Is it not a good idea? And if it sits well with your spirit and it sits well with your mind, then very often um, you are prepared to go through the psychological processes, as I said, of the whole adoption process. That's where you usually start. And and when I consult with a palisa, um before I once we've made the decision and mm-hmm. we just want to make sure that we are ready uh, for that step of of adopting, uh, what does help entail? Help in terms of okay, so now I am ready, and where do I go? Is that what yeah. you're asking? 
And, and also, as in, uh, when I come to consult, um, to check my state of readiness mm-hmm. psychologically, uh, mm-hmm. what will the process entail? And I'm just asking this uh, for people who uh, perhaps downplay uh, the the psychological impact effect mm-hmm. that uh, you know might be at play once you've mm-hmm. made the decision. It may be coming from a good place, but it mm-hmm. takes a lot. It does. It does. When it comes to the preparation on my on the psychological end, often what we look at is your cognitive or your intellectual capacity. Mm. Um, unfortunately, we're not necessarily trying to separate the two individuals in terms of who is able to take care of a child in terms of their mental state. But it, it's important mm. that when you are taking on such an, an important responsibility, are you able to not only teach, but nourish the child in ways that are go beyond just the physical. So mm. will, do you have skills and understandings for yourself so that when the child comes into your space, do they definitely have a better future? So you do get the, the, the psychological assessment, such as intelligence. Where do you stand? Um, what are your aspirations? What are you hoping for? What does a child coming into your life? What do they hope to get um, from being in your space? Then from there, we get the more emotional um, mm. assessments. And those just basically kind of give you different scenarios of if a child comes into your into your life and a different, uh, for instance, a child tells you that they are, um, I don't know, their sexual orientation, for instance, is possibly what you might necessarily be mm. inclined to or used to. How are you going to cope with that? How are you going to deal with the different aspects and the different dynamics that come with a child who has a completely different um you know, personality type to you. Yeah. But then also there are the cultural aspects that come into it too, especially as an individual who's probably a same-sex couple. You bring the child in, how are you going to then balance the notion of if there is no mother figure or no father figure within the family, how mm. are you going to negotiate those? So when you're sitting down with a consultation and with a psychologist, those are the various scenarios, I guess, that we do speak to and then just try to see how would you rationalize them, but then also giving you assistance and guidance as to, okay, so if this does come into play, this could be the possible way to deal with it and so on and so forth. Sure. Let's take your calls now on 0891-104-207. Are you considering uh, adoption as an option and uh, perhaps just uh, trying to figure out if uh, your state of readiness do give us a call? Palisa Khadebe is my guest, uh, educational psychologist in private practice, and we take your calls right now. And uh, also your messages via Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio, and you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. Also welcoming your SMSs at 40938, charged at 150. So, I mean, once a child has been adopted, what would mm-hmm. be the best time? Um, I mean, personally, I would prefer to adopt them whilst they're still um, an, an infant. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and I mean, if you've done that decision um, in, in the child's infancy stage and mm-hmm. maybe they become teenagers and I mean, society takes over, they will, somebody will let the cat out and tell them mm-hmm. that you've been adopted. What is yes. the best way of handling that situation? Mm. That's the difficulty about living within a society um, where your child is exposed to different people, that someone will often let the cat out of the bag, as you say. Mm. But what I've come to realize is that we as adults, we as people, tend to overlook how intellectually sound or how intelligent our children are. And when a child comes to you and says, Mama or Papa, I'm seeing this, or why mm. is it that you are a little bit darker skinned than I am or lighter skinned? Why do we not look the same? Mm. You need to just always ensure that you speak the truth that to the truth. child. Don't mm. try and 
make it something that is a hidden secret or a lie. Because what, what happens in that situation is that the child then does feel very deceived and then starts mm. to question a lot of things about their life and where it is they came from. So the first step would be, depending, of course, on the child's age, if the child comes to you and, and asks a direct question, do your best in an age-appropriate capacity to give a direct answer. And what we also suggest is let the child take the lead. So when your child, for instance, says to you, okay, so I am seeing that um, I don't look the same as you, then mm-hmm. probe the child and ask, okay, are you uncomfortable or, um, you know, dissatisfied by this? Depending on mm-hmm. what is the child says to you, then answer according to that. Because for all you know, the child is just pointing out a fact, but not necessarily just, um, you know, just uh, uncomfortable by it. But if they are um, simply just asking a straightforward question, then just go with the flow. Your child yeah. knows what it is they're looking for, and they know what it is they're seeking. So just follow that lead and be as honest as possible. Now, as people, we come from units of families. It's not just you and your partner. Mm-hmm. How do you um, prepare your family and, and friends uh, when you've made a decision to adopt? It's important to, in, in, in some way or another, rationalize it to them. And what I mean by rationalizing is explaining where it is you are coming from and the reasons behind it. We mm-hmm. as human beings have very difficult understandings or find it very hard, rather, to move or, or be a, um, agree with a point that is made if you don't have any understanding about it. So I would always suggest, and I suggest this often to my clients, that what you need to do is explain to them what it is you are looking to do. Further explain that this is not necessarily a decision that is up for debate or negotiation, but simply informing you that this is the decision I've come to, I've come to this is the reason why, and this is what I'm looking to do. And then mm-hmm. from there, of course, um, when they have questions, when they have recommendations, you're more than welcome to take those in and, and engage with them. But um, just let them know repeatedly that this is my decision and this is why I'm doing it. And, uh, I mean, does it help to also ensure that uh, both of you as as a couple, mm-hmm. um, once again, I go back to uh, either same-sex couple because it has been legalized in South Africa, um, that a same-sex couple can adopt a child. Uh, to go for psychological evaluation and whatever uh, outcomes, uh, how important is addressing the whatever challenges that come out before you can actually even bring um, a, a, raise a child? Exceptionally important, Professor. Exceptionally, because if we don't face and 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 make light and awareness of the things that are troubling us in our relationship, a child is very in tune to the difficulties that will show up. So if you are trying to push them under the carpet and not necessarily um, recognize it's them for bound to they bite are, you. Hold their thoughts. Let's have a kind of triggers those at some point when they enter the family. That will just bring about more concern and disharmony within the space. So Balisa? which is exactly why we always say you need to come for consultation. Balisa. Not only before the the, um, the, the adoption process begins, but. Okay, uh, I just wanted to let you know, Palisa, that we're taking a news break and uh, we'll conclude that thought when we return. My name is Zolim Kize, Minister for Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. You are listening to SAFM. Thank you for tuning in. It's uh, SAFM Radio. We are both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. Taking your calls on 0891-104-207 and WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107.
4093 charged at 150. We're talking right now about adoption, and this is in our relationship corner, Palisa Khadebe, who's an educational uh, psychologist in private practice, is joining us right now. Um, Palisa, you can now conclude that thought. Okay. Well, I can't even remember what we were talking about. I think it was, oh yeah, in terms of the, the family. What I was yeah. just basically saying in a nutshell is that it's important for you to be aware of the difficulties that might arise during the mm. process. Because um, as you had alluded to earlier, that when you bring a child within that space and there are difficulties, it is very possible that the, the child could very quickly trigger the very things once they have arrived. And if you haven't learned how to manage or, or negotiate or renegotiate them correctly, um, within the space of the child, it could cause even greater harm and, and disharmony within the space. Yeah. And so sometimes you know some of your aunties that, um, I mean, for lack of a better expression, who are jajalach, who will just say <laughs> yes. things that are just are so unsavory and exactly. cause more harm. Lesanda on Twitter wants to know, um, child raising is more than just talking. It is modeling. Uh, modeling is a big mm. part of it. How mm. would same-sex uh, couple model something they're not? We've got to remember that when it comes to child-rearing, nature versus nurture is often the conversation that shows up. Mm. Just because you give birth to a child doesn't necessarily mean that you have the ability to fully... Um, groom them into the human being that they need to be. So when we, when we talk about same-sex couples, it's more about the nurture aspect, where if you have um, been taught how to wash dishes or um, have conversations in a more feminine capacity, let's say it's a, if it's a gay couple, um, two males, then whether your sex is the same or not really doesn't factor. Nurture has played a, a, amazing roles in various um scenarios, whether it be mm. when you think about culturally or just as the biology itself. So we just need to be aware that when you live within a world, you are not an island. You are surrounded That's by various it. other people. So if you can't necessarily give the advice, I'm sure there's an aunt, there's a best friend, there's a colleague who will be able to give the assistance that you yourself maybe don't have first-based knowledge on. So, I, I mean, right now, um, we, we were focusing more on the psychological uh, effects. Maybe let's talk about the beauty of adoption as well. The beauty of it? Oh, I think it, it, it far surpasses the actual act. Um, the beauty of it is giving someone, or a child, should I rather say, the chance to live a life that they possibly had not imagined, which is why, again, we do go through the processes of recognizing, are you fit? So being able to um, take someone from a situation which is very dire prior to them having come into contact with you, being able to give the opportunity that a life that they had never ever imagined beforehand. Mm. And those are usually the basis of it. And I think me personally, when I think about it, it's just the opportunity to, to, to grow and, and nurture someone that didn't have the opportunity beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay. <laughs> I mean, for people who would like to give adoption a try, um, mm-hmm. and I was asking the previous question, um, because, you know, you go through with this couple um, as mm-hmm. a psychologist, you go through mm-hmm. uh, this journey with them. And I, I'm sure, I mean, I, I watched uh, Gabriella Union and, and yeah, her yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. I, their story, their journey is just mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and, mm-hmm. and when you're watching them marvel over this little life, that suddenly is in our space and 
um it, it's it's it really is life changing uh, so what is it that you can advise to couples who are still considering uh, whether to adopt or not what i always suggest is take your time because it is a, a decision that is not very often it's not a refundable process when you make the decision to bring someone into your space and share in a life with them much like when you decide to get married mm. or when you decide to engage in a relationship a romantic relationship with someone it shouldn't necessarily be something that you take lightly it's so when your you're choice. in the process absolutely so when you are in the process consider what a child will do for you where mm. it is a child will fit within the space but importantly and realistically can you afford the child financially mm. emotionally but also just spiritually and culturally because the, the way world the world works as you had mentioned earlier because I was like who can who can unfortunately make it seem like it's something that is an African Absolutely. So you need to be also very aware that the realities of life can come hit you and hit you hard and hit you fast. So mm. when you get into the process, you need to be considering, do I have the capacity to handle these things? Which is why when you go into the process. Palisa? Yes. Uh, we, we lost you there um, okay. for a bit. Uh, but now, as we conclude this conversation, uh, if you can just kindly give your details. Um, some of our listeners are asking where can they find uh, you, and, and I'm sure that you would advise that, uh, you know, go to a psychologist closest to where you are. Um, but your contact details, please. All right, we seem to be experiencing a minor challenge. Let's try now, Balisa. Can you hear me now? Should I move around? Now I can hear you. Now I can hear okay. you loud and clear. If you okay. can just give now, us your contact that, details. Yes, they can contact me on 066-544-2626 or they can send me an email at newa.projects at yahoo.com. That's N-E-O dot projects at yahoo.com. Easy enough. Thank you. Thank you very much okay. for taking no our call. Thank you for Thank teaching you. Uh, Relationship Corner. Uh, that's where we end uh, that conversation on adoption. Balisa Khadebe, educational psychologist in private practice, uh, joining us uh, to just shed some light.